many people. Okay, we're gonna have the best time tonight. So hello everyone, welcome to our live Coffee and a Good Vibe event. My name is Aisha Sarah and I'm the host of Coffee and a Good Vibe. Thank you. Which is a podcast all centered around mindset and entrepreneurship. And moreover, a live events brand that fosters and hosts intentional nights like this. Because this is what it is truly all about for me. Bringing together so many abundant humans in a room and fostering a space where everyone can show up as they are, because as you are is always more than enough. And to feel this sense of home and community when you come to one of our events. I always get in my feels whenever I host one of these and it comes time to like come up here, set the tone for the night because so much goes into hosting these behind the scenes, so much heart and hard work. And it's a full circle moment whenever you get to come and just see it all unfold before your eyes. You know, five years ago, I moved to LA from Canada and I was 22. I did not have a business. I didn't have a brand. Coffee and a Good Vibe did not exist. And I didn't know a soul in LA, let alone California. But one thing about me, I love getting myself outside of my comfort zone and connecting with new people. And I think also when you put yourself in that situation, when you move to a new environment, you have no choice but to up-level and grow. And that's honestly how this podcast birthed, through this genuine love of wanting to connect and grow and listen and learn from others. And I always say this on the podcast, that your vibe attracts your tribe. And truly, from just genuinely putting myself out there, my network naturally started to expand. And in my work life, I run a branding and PR agency. So fast forward five years, I've been working in the PR space in LA, and I'm so fulfilled by my work. You know, I have the blessing of working with so many different influencers and creators on the talent side and really cool brands on their marketing campaigns and influencer strategies and connect with so many cool founders with their heartfelt stories and really beautiful missions behind their brands. And I wanted to create a space where everything could come full circle. You know, we can have these cool discovery moments for CBG brands and intentional podcasts, which you're about to see tonight. And just connect all you incredible people in a room so you can all have this space to just connect with each other. Now, I'm huge on doing all things with intention. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I say a prayer and I set an intention for the day because I truly believe that when we bring intention to the things that we do, it changes the energy that we get back. So I wanted to set an intention for you all tonight. So it's my intention that you all come here tonight and you leave with relationships that go beyond tonight in this room. And I know these events can be a lot, there's a lot of people here, but if you leave with one meaningful relationship that you carry on beyond tonight, you know, maybe I see you guys at a coffee shop three months from now and you guys are doing business together or it's a new friendship, that'll just make my purpose of putting this on so abundantly fulfilled. So because you all made it here tonight, you were a part of this mission and this brand and this family. So truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you all for being here. It means the world and we're gonna have such a fun night ahead. We're gonna kick off this intentional podcast and we're gonna have lots of time to like all connect, have 
food, have drinks, and just have a good time because time is so valuable. So I want you guys to, you guys all showed up here in LA too, and it's really bad weather. I know it makes you want to just stay home and you came here and you're not at Coachella. Like, this is so nice. So we got to celebrate and connect. So on that note, I'm going to welcome up my panel to the mics. Um, panelists, welcome to the floor. Everyone's kind of everywhere. The boys are like in there. Montana, come on. I should just shout them out. Jake Carls to the mic. Michael Turner. Everyone come to the mic. I have the pleasure of interviewing all these people tonight. We're gonna kick it off just like a live podcast show. So I have questions for the whole panel. We're gonna roll into it, but at the end we will have Q&A. So if like anything's sparking your attention, like you can direct questions to any of them when we get to Q&A. So know that you guys will have a time to take this mic from me. So in typical coffee and a good vibe fashion, I would love to kick it off by passing the mic along to each of my amazing panelists. I want to get each of you guys to share a little bit about the abundant human that you are. Could you each share a little bit into the work that you're doing today in the space with your brands? Hi, everyone. I'm Montana Tucker. I, first of all, I'm so honored to be here. And can we give a round of applause for Aisha for creating this amazing event? She's such a queen. She did such a great job. Um, I am a singer, dancer, actress, and social media activist. I started my career uh, modeling, acting, dancing when I was eight years old and got thrown into the crazy social media world in a way I would have never expected, but I'm so grateful that I've built such an awesome platform. And now, as of recently, I created a Holocaust educational series about my both my grandparents are Holocaust survivors, and I created a, a documentary series for social media and so it's kind of what I'm doing with my career right now yeah <laughs> thank you uh, hey guys I'm Dylan Barber uh, the co-founder of Visor, which uses technology to make people healthier um, I'm also a CPG investor social media personality I don't I don't really know what the word is I just I didn't want to say influencer because I don't I don't do any of that but but um, but yeah, no, I've been, been working with a, ton, with a ton of health and wellness brands like, like Midday Squares for five years now, and I'm just really happy to be here. So thank you. Hey, everyone. It's a nice crowd. You did a great job. Seriously. I came from Montreal, Canada. Is anyone from Canada here? Woo! Oh, yes. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Canada's it's too cold. But my name's Jake. I'm one of the co-founders of Midday Squares, a better for you chocolate company. We like to say we created the first functional chocolate bar. My role in the company is actually very unique. So you asked what we're doing and I focus on just making friends. That's my job is to build relationships. I call it a rainmaker. So I go out there, whether it's new team members, it's investors or retailers, I just have fun. I get to be myself unapologetically and uh, I'm grateful that my partners let me do that. They're both my sister and my brother-in-law. So we're a family business. It's been five years and we hope to build a new version of Hershey's. We need a new version of a chocolate company. I think we have a chance of doing it. 
I'm Jess. I'm, well, an author, nutritionist, and um, founder of JS Health Vitamins, an Australian vitamin company. And I'm so honored that you would have me on this panel. I'm definitely the only Australian here, right? Yeah, I'll be Yeah? Um, um, so it's, it's such an honor for me. I think my intention of being here is bringing America good quality, trusted vitamins that are clean and based upon efficacy and research and science. And our range is really solution focused, so targeted at people's pain points, stress, anxiety, mood, hair loss, skin. Um, I'm just a very passionate nutritionist and I'm very excited to meet you all. Woo! I'll, I'll double fist it. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Mike Chernow. I am uh, an entrepreneur. I started my career in New York City. I grew up in New York City working in restaurants. I opened up a, a restaurant called The Meatball Shop in 2010, and then I opened up another restaurant called Seymour's in 2015. And uh, in the pandemic, I thought my life was over, obviously, in the restaurant business. I thought it was, that, that was it, like I'd seen my career crash and burn. Uh, but I pivoted and I opened up a, a business called Creatures of Habit in the world of uh, wellness CPG. And we, we focus on nutritional healthy habits, which is ultimately what kept me sane in the years and years of working in restaurants. Um, and so we launched with an instant and overnight oatmeal product that's uh, packed with uh, a bunch of plant-based protein. It's a really fun product. There's a bunch of it over there. Um, and we hope to, you know, we're about a year and a half old. We're going to launch products that really help you make healthy habits easy um, to introduce into your life on a daily basis. And, uh, and that's me. Nice to meet Woo! you guys. Stoked to be here. Aisha, thank you thank for you doing for coming, this. This is New a York. squad. Like you put together, this is like, this is real. This is well, a real thank thing. Thank you. So we're going to kick it off and not waste any time here at all. We're going to go right into it and talk about purpose. You know, I truly believe that we're all given this one life, right? And it's up to us to make it our most abundant and fulfilled lives. You know, truly going after it and living our life's true purpose. And I think there's two layers to that, right? There's number one, having the deep and radical self-awareness to truly uncover what that true purpose is. And part two, it's to have the unwavering faith and internal belief in ourselves to go after it and not hold back. Because often, right, in this life, the one person that can get in our biggest way is ourselves. And I want to throw this first one over to you, Montana, because you're someone who truly lives and breathes your purpose. And you exude that onto your platform with millions of followers. And it's so inspiring and admirable to see. And I would love to ask you, you know, how do you continue to strengthen the self-awareness on your purpose that allows you to show up the way that you do in your content? Because you do it so well. And in your career, you know, how, if there's been any obstacles or challenges through pursuing your purpose through your business, how have you overcome them if you faced any? Yes, well, thank you so much. I think... It's the most cliche quote ever, and I firmly am living this and trying to believe this every, every single day that everything happens for a reason. Um, I think if you would have asked me two years ago, would I ever think that I'm doing what I'm doing right now? Um, I would say, no way, no way. Um, but I believe that when you're really passionate about something, it exudes in everything that you do. And whatever it is that your goals are, it will happen for you, whether it takes a day, whether it takes a week, whether it takes a year, two years, it will happen when the timing is right. And I, definitely throughout my career, I've had a lot of people tell me no. 
all the time. I think any anyone that's pursuing something has been told no before. And I think my biggest thing, it's something that I've learned from my grandparents and my parents is to never give up, no matter what obstacles you go through. So I think that I have just kept believing in myself even when no one else has. And I think that's why in the content that I make, I'm always creating videos of people of all walks of life, of all ages, all sizes, all ethnicities, um, to be really all inclusive with, with my content, what I, what I put out there. Cause I want people to know that no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, like you can follow your dreams. And so for me, the biggest thing has been just to, just to never give up and believe that everything's happening for a reason in my life. That's so good. So I want to throw this next one like on that note of content and just really going for it and being in your own truth. I want to throw this one over to you, Dylan, because, you know, a lot of people know you from your time on The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. And, you know, I think we see this notion, right, with a lot of people who are on, especially living in L.A., you meet people who've been on reality TV and they gain this huge influx from the experience. And I know regardless of if reality TV is a real depiction of who you are, the audience at home can think it's real. But there's something about like that raw, vulnerable content that makes an audience gravitate towards someone on social. So I think you've done such a tremendous job with keeping such an engaged community since your time off the show because you do all these, you're an entrepreneur and you have such an engaged, loyal community. So what roles do you think that authenticity and transparency play when building a successful brand community on social? Yeah, I, I think it's extremely important for that longevity. Um, it's so funny, like when you go through a process like that of just this overnight kind of popularity or, or spotlight or whatever it is, you have a really hard time distinguishing between am I popular because of this and should I continue to promote these types of things and like also that's not me and am I getting away from myself by continuing to go down this and chasing kind of chasing the that, that carrot at the end of the stick kind of concept um, and I think a lot of people get lost in that and so I think it's really important for yourself and then also for longevity to just continue to promote the things that you're passionate about very similar to what you're saying and um, just continue to be authentic because the right people will gravitate towards you and, and the things that you want. If you align yourself with kind of that type of energy, I think only good things can come from it. Truly, yeah. I actually want to add on that to the whole panel. This one's for all of you guys because all of you guys are like Dylan. My whole panel is very public with social and they use social as a tool to build brand. And I want to preface that I don't think there's a right or wrong way to go about this. I think you can also be a private, you can have a private life and have a thriving company, but it just so happens that my whole panel leverages social for documenting the brand. You know, you, it's almost like you all give that backstage pass to your community to see the back end of the journey. So what have been the positive effects from doing so on the business? If anyone has like any insight on that from documenting that journey. I guess I'll take that. So when we started um, going into the chocolate space, it's $140 billion annually, and it's very saturated. It's dominated by 10, 12 companies, and they own practically 85% of the market. So when I came into my sister, my brother-in-law, I told them, we're not gonna win with just a great product. It's impossible. You can't just win with product market fit. You need something more than that. And I'll never forget, I said to them, why don't we create a reality show on entrepreneurship? We take the idea of like keeping up with the Kardashians. Does anybody watch that show here by the hands? Don't, don't be embarrassed, they, they have a billion dollar business. People love the drama, so I said people love the drama, that then Shark Tank, does anyone watch Shark Tank here? 
You can raise your hand. Great. Entrepreneurship, celebritizing entrepreneurship. And then I said, we're three whack jobs. Why don't we show our personalities and act like a boy or a girl band where people can get to know us individually and then be a fan of us individually, which will then bring them to the brand. And that's when we started documenting everything, good, bad, ugly, of building a business, showing therapy, breakdowns, milestones. I had a nervous breakdown last month. I showed that whole journey. It was uncomfortable, but it's real. And when you share that, you create this authenticity, you create this relatability that when someone goes to the grocery store, they no longer see just a chocolate bar. They see, hey, I know those people. I like what they stand for. I'm part of their journey. And it allows you to separate yourself bright like a diamond. It gives you more placement in the store. It gets buyers to buy into what you're doing, investors to believe in you. So I think documenting is not for every brand in that sense, but I think that telling your story is crucial for success in today's world in CPG. You know, I also think that just in general, right, like people resonate with brands that ultimately are selling more than a product, right? Like it's, you know, I, I used to say it with Meatball Shop, for instance, you know, we opened up this tiny little restaurant in the Lower East Side of New York City. We were selling fucking meatballs and, and like broccoli and pasta. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like anything crazy, but they were coming for the culture. And so ultimately I learned that real quick. And I would say to the squad, as we kept on opening more restaurants, I would say, guys, just remember, we're not selling meatballs. We're selling, we're selling culture. We're selling culture. Like people are coming through the door and they're getting a bowl of meatballs for $7 and they're listening to Biggie Smalls when they walk in and Billie Holiday on the way out. And they're like, wait a second, like what the fuck is happening here? This is weird, but this is dope. I wanna be a part of this. I wanna come back. And so what I always say also, like what you guys I think have done is incredible with your, your marketing strategy because like, like people are like, I, wanna, I want more, I, like I'm gonna eat this because it's actually really delicious, but I actually wanna be a part of what they're doing on a daily basis. It's like, it's, when, people, when you can make sure that people are having a really good time on the way out, it doesn't matter what they're thinking on the way in. Yeah. If you can make sure they're having a time on the way out that's like better than, way better than when they first initiated with the brand or the product or the restaurant or the store or the vitamins or whatever it is, like it's how they feel on the way out. Is, is that's always been the motto for me. Like how do they feel on the way out? I also think there's trolls. Does anyone have trolls here? Does it, don't, be, don't lie, everyone's gotten a little hate comment here or there. Has anyone ever got that? When you document, you're gonna get the heat. So be prepared to take it. People don't like when people are confident sometimes. So when you do share your journey, be prepared and accept that some people just won't like it and that's okay. It's okay, you can't please everyone. And I think that we learned that a hard way early on and I was shocked at first. I was like, how could there be so much hate when you're trying to spread real good vibes? But there is. I love that. I, and I think truly it really helps your brand differentiate itself in a marketplace. And it brings me right over to my next question for Jessica because Jess is in such a saturated industry of the supplement industry, you know, and especially in LA where health is at the forefront, there's an abundance amount of choices. You know, you need a magnesium, you go to Air One, there's 30 on the shelf. There's just an abundance of choices, which I think it's great because it shows you that there's such a great market for what you have to offer. But with dif differentiating your products, Jess, you've done such an incredible job in not only the US, but Australia. So I would love to ask you and get into your mind on how JS Health approaches product innovation and how you guys continue to always differentiate yourself amongst the noise in a saturated marketplace. 
Definitely chose the most saturated market. But luckily for me, I studied health and nutrition 15 years ago, way before the health industry was cool. <laughs> so it was good timing for me. And honestly, Jay's Health Vitamins as a business is such an accident, a blessing, but an accident because I'm just a nutritionist who's obsessed with ingredients and obsessed with helping people to feel good through nutrition and through supplements. Um, product development is a really interesting thing in this industry, as you all know very well here in Los Angeles. Sydney is also the mecca of health. Um, and I think if I was looking around and looking at competitors and I probably wouldn't have what I have today. I think intention behind product development is a very interesting conversation that I'm actually in a very male-dominated industry, believe it or not, the vitamin space. I'm one of the only female founders in Australia. I'm not sure how it is here in the US yet. And I, I sit with my mentors, the males in the industry, and there's no disrespect and no judgment, but I often say to them, you created this as a business. This, you care about profit and margins, and I just want my sleep formulation to help my customers to sleep. I want my anxiety and stress to help reduce their anxiety and stress. I want skin and digestion to clear their acne. <laughs> I don't have, when you have your customers at the front of your mind, when they're your intention, when you, you actually care about their health, you come up with a winning formulation. So I think if we change product development and the way we think about it, you know, historically you're thinking about the margins and marketing and how is this going to be a business. But what about putting the customers in your mind and, and when you do, I think you create a product that has positive impact. Um, and that's really what I did. I was fortunate enough to have, be a nutritionist, have a social media following, but also be in private practice and be super connected to what people and women were going through, stress, anxiety, digestion, hair loss, um, skin breakouts, and just obsessed with you know, finding ingredients that would really support them. So I think when your intention is pure, um, often that leads to a successful product. It sounds like everyone here has pretty much created success with a very pure intention, which is actually really rare and something that we should celebrate. And I think you said it so well, people get a feeling. I, think, I often think, why? why is Jay's Health Vitamins in Australia is more established and well-known and successful? And I think, you know, that I'm so grateful that people have chosen to believe in me and trust in me. And I think it is a feeling that they get. I think they can feel that I am someone as a founder who genuinely cares about their health. And that feeling is, does come through social media. You can't deny it. So product development comes from listening to my customers, listening to my community, my team, because I have a team of, you know, 65, 70 people and they laugh at me. Some of them are here I, tonight too. Some of them are here tonight and they laugh that I still do customer support. I still do customer service because I think it is so important to stay in touch with the customers. They tell you what they want. They will literally, but it's a very big skill to be able to listen to that and then create product based upon their needs. So good. And JS, amongst everyone's brands here, all their CPG brands, they're all in the room tonight, so you guys can take it home for sure and try it out and really experience it. But I want to shift gears and talk about a topic that I think is so important in business and in life, and that is relationships, right? Your relationships are everything when it comes to really soaking the juice out of this beautiful life that we get to live, right? And it moves the needle so much in business, so much in your personal life. And I want to throw this one over to the king of relationships, Jake Carls, because Jake, like he said, he goes by the chief rainmaker, right? He's in charge of bringing in all the beneficial relationships to the brand, the investors, the strategic partners, the retail buyers, the journalists, and you, you crush it. 
So I would love for you to kind of go into that more. Give us the secret sauce at how you're so successful and smooth with it. Because I saw you. We came in earlier today. This guy's crushing meetings. And he's like, I got another meeting. I'll be back. Like, you're, you do these things called milk runs. And how many meetings do you squeeze in? Like, I would love for you to share your process because you're a machine. That that was good praise. That was really good praise. I should use a testimony. But I think three things. Number one is go into everything by making friends first, then business. Let business happen if it happens. If you have that intention, you're genuinely going to be yourself. You're actually going to be who you actually are, which is your best version. Even if you're a weirdo, people love that. Number two, show up. You know, even if you have to get on a plane, you have to get on a bus, you have to get on a metro, a subway, you show up. When you show up, people have respect for that. Yes, Zoom was a key moment during the pandemic to allow people to connect and all that stuff, but now that it's kind of, you know, phasing away, get on a plane and show up, even if it's for one meeting, even if it costs you thousands of dollars because you never know where that relationship will take you. And the third thing is be yourself everywhere. And what I mean by that is I went to a hockey game. Does anyone like hockey here? Some Canadians. So so you're going to excuse me for my lack of knowledge on politics in this, but I was at a hockey game in Montreal and I like to get tickets behind the penalty box. And the penalty box is on the glass. And there's these cameras that face the players when they come in. And I always bring my midday squares with me, expired ones, because I put them on top of the player's head because I want to get on national television. Great guerrilla marketing. So it usually works. The problem is, is the person that sits in this seat is the one in front of that camera. So I always have to ask this person, excuse me, do you mind if I lean over and, and put it on the head? So finally, there's this guy sitting next to me. He's in a suit. He looks like, I don't know, serious. And he's literally just getting people to come nonstop up to him, shaking his hand. And I'm getting annoyed. I paid 300 bucks for these tickets to do a marketing gig, and I have this guy giving me all kinds of stress. So I don't acknowledge him. I don't pay any attention to this guy. I give him no attention. Don't even put my head like that. I'm looking in the, in the game like that. It was horrible. Finally, a guy comes in the penalty box. Two players. And I'm like, this is my chance. Fuck it. I'm going to put my, excuse my language. I'm going to put my, my hand on him and I'm just going to go like that. So I do it. He laughs hysterically. He's like, whoa. It goes on the big screen. It goes on national television. Everyone's clapping because we're a local brand in Montreal. He suddenly says to me, he's like, is this your business? And I go, yes. He goes, tell me the whole story. So I'm like, oh, wow, nice guy. No ego. And he says to me, he's like, okay, tell me about your whole company. I was like, wait, are you famous? He's like, uh, No, but I'm in politics. I'm like, oh, what do you do in politics? He's like, I am your governor. In Canada, they call it a a, a premier, but governor. So it's imagine your governor of your state sitting right next to you. I'm like, oh shit, I have things to talk to you about. So we were waiting on money from the government. We were needed $4 million and we were building it for a facility. We had two weeks to get the money. We sent blank checks to the people to put the deposits down because we were hoping that we would skip the line. We had 70 people in front of us, and you know government is extremely slow like molasses. He says to me, oh wait, what, what, how long have you been waiting? I said, a year now. He goes, tell me about the whole story. Told him the whole story. Within 36 hours of leaving that center, the money was transferred into the account. You never know who's gonna be next to you. You never know who that is. Be yourself. He loved that I was unapologetic. I have other problems with him now. That being said, I got to thank him for potentially skipping the line for us by 71 groups to get that 4 million. Otherwise, Midday Squares probably wouldn't be here today. So those are the three things. Anyone want to add into that? Anyone? I just, one thing that I would add is like, I think something that I've thought my whole life, or at least since I've been in the restaurant business at, at, at 12 years old, is I learned that the business of business is relationships, period, done. The foundation of relationships is trust, 
and you know, it, business doesn't exist without it. So you could be, a, you could be um, an animal at a spreadsheet and you can make everything look and, and, and you could talk in a meeting about a spreadsheet that it's all gonna work and it's gonna do this next year and it's gonna 10X year and it's gonna do this. But if people don't like you, chances of you getting the deal done are far less. It's just that simple. So I think that that, that piece that you bring to the table is arguably the most important component. It is, it's true. I mean, you know, people have to, people have to like you ultimately, especially when lots of dollars come. If they trust you, it's gonna be a lot easier to get that pushed across the line than if they're like, I don't know, that guy's kind of a dick. Yeah. Like nobody likes, nobody wants to work with him. Man, eh, we're not gonna do a deal. I agree. 100%, so good. Unless you're like some people we know. There's some, there's some assholes out there that get shit well, we're going to shift gears a little bit because Coffee and a Good Vibe, a huge brand pillar of our podcast is mental health. You know, every episode, every founder we interview, we go into this topic because despite what we all see on the outside, right, it can all be positive vibes. We never truly know what someone's battling on the inside. And that's why first, it's always so important that we meet every single person we meet with so much love and compassion because we never know. And I know we've seen this notion on social media a lot, right? Where someone could be at the highest point externally, but yet their lowest point internally. And I want to go there on the panel. And I am going to direct this first at you, Michael, because you've authentically and vulnerably opened up about your story, you know, battling depression, addiction, a lot of mental health um, struggles. And you've been so inspiring with sharing how you came out of it and created this beautiful life for yourself. So first off, I would love for you to specifically maybe share a little bit of context for people who aren't familiar with your story. And part two, I would love to double tap into the self-awareness on how you came out of that. Because, you know, when we're going through a hard time in life, it can be so easy to just stay in the negative, stay in the lows, you know, go into more negative habits that don't serve versus, you know, get uncomfortable, know that there's a way out, you know, lean into that discomfort and growth because on the other side, there's a whole new lease on life. So Michael, over to you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, I, I mean, like I said, I, I grew up in New York City, in Manhattan, as a kid, in public school system, Lots of kids. I got a job young in a, in a restaurant. I was working at night and I stayed working at night until three years ago. But as a kid, my household, the, 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 the family that I grew up in was rough. It was tough and it was not easy. And so for me, getting out of the house was like always an agenda. I always wanted to get out of the house. And I got a job in a restaurant and at night in New York, Shit goes down, things happen. People drink, you do drugs, that's what happened. I, I was really thrust into this place. It saved my life because I was really miserable at my, you know, in, in the family situation that I was in. So it really did save me and, I, and I'm grateful for drugs and alcohol for that. But ultimately it became a problem and I ended up you know, walking this line of, of, uh, of, of, of an alcoholic and a drug addict. And, and ultimately I had to make a decision or I was gonna die. And I made that decision when I was 23. So I've been in sobriety now for uh, almost 19 years. But thanks. Um, but I guess to, like, what, what came out of that for me was this idea that um, like 19 years ago, no one ever, 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 ever would have ever 
they would have bet the bank on me not sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in today. No one ever could have ever imagined it. And so what that says is basically like, you never know. You just never know. Like, you know, I, I have two sons. I look at my two kids and I say to them every single night, hey guys, you guys can be whatever it is you want to be. You might not be the best, but if you try your best, you run a good shot of, be, of doing whatever it is you want to do. I'm, I'm a walking example of it. Like, I, I, I believe that, that we can, you know? And um, the only people standing in our way is us. And mental health is a real thing, and mental illness is a real thing. I got really lucky on my journey, and I was introduced to fitness, nutrition, and mindset, like, really early on. And that saved my life. Like, I still believe that movement is medicine. I do. I know that, that, like, you know, clinical depression is a real thing, and, 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 and sometimes it's hard to, like, make that move out of bed. But I also know that if you can get, if you can get to the door, anything can, anything can change, and, and, and you never know what's going to be the catalyst, and you never, you know, you, you know, we all, I mean, not all of us, but a lot of us have, have felt those feelings of, the world, the walls caving in, um, and we get through it. We get to live a day at a time, you know. We get to live one day at a time, and you know, the shit that I've been able to put together, I never would have dreamed, you know. And and it's been a day at a time building block. So, so good. Anyone else in the panel want to open up with anything mental health related? Yeah, I think. Um, it is crazy, especially with social media, that I feel like we're always comparing ourselves to others, always. I feel like no matter what industry you're in, no matter who you are, it's uh, social media will do that. You'll, I mean, as a female, you say, oh, like this girl's skinnier than me, or this girl's prettier than me, or this person has more followers than me, or this person's more successful than me. I think it's very common for us to do that. And uh, kind of like what you said, you know, the people that seem the happiest are probably the people going through the most. Um, and so something I live by is always being kind because you really, really, really never know what anyone is going through. And even like for me, you know, you go through personal things and I have to get up there and speak to a school of 200 kids and act like my life is amazing and everything's okay. Um, but I also think it's really good to be vulnerable. And I think when you do open up and when, when you do share those struggles or you do share things, it, it can inspire so many other people. And to make it like everything is okay all the time, I don't think you have to do that. I think people feel like they have to be okay all the time and they have to act like their life is perfect all the time. But whether you're a brand or whether you're an individual or whatever, I think that, like you guys said, people will relate to you so much more, even if you're just selling a product, if you're authentic and if you're sharing something that you went through because that person could have gone through the same exact thing and can relate to you. And then they're not just a fan of your product, they're a fan of you. And then they're going to be a fan of whatever you do for the rest of your life because now they are invested in you and not just whatever you're advertising. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, in, in really being authentic. And yes, you don't have to share your personal story stories every single day, but I think opening up to your audience and, and to people that you're either trying to work with or not work with, I think is really important. Well, I also think it humanizes you so much, right? And it makes, 
as a creator, especially like you leverage it for your job, it makes it fulfilling to like have substance and meaning behind what you're doing. And I think on that notion, like to be fulfilled in life, right? It's so much more than what we've been taught by society, the benchmarkers of success, like this amount of money, this relationship, this house, this car, all those things that we've been taught bring happiness and end all be all, they don't truly equate to it, right? They can certainly help, but they don't equate to true internal happiness and fulfillment. And I wanna ask this to my whole panel. Um, in your respective journeys and paths, you know, you're all incredibly successful, but truly what things, it could be a non-negotiable habit, a ritual, a point in your life, what brings you so much fulfillment amongst this journey and path that you're on could be anything that brings you the most joy like what is it all for want me to start um <laughs> i think for me at least is if we can win our dream by being ourselves the whole way through and not doing the typical playbook or societal playbook of let's call it the cpg game then we showed everybody that you could do what you want to do by just being you. And I think one thing that I stay true to is when the herd's going that way, I always do that stop and reflect. And I think, I can't remember who said that quote, but something along those lines, paraphrasing it. But um, yeah, I stop and reflect every single time I'm on the same side of the majority because usually following the herd is average. And if you take that average, you're choosing that average lifestyle. If you go the other way, you're going to be an outlier. It doesn't mean you're going to be great. It really doesn't. It could be good or bad, but I can guarantee you it won't be in the middle. And at least with bad, a lot of the time, if you have that great mindset, you have a chance of learning. And that learn is a win. So always take the other side. Going right when everyone's left is the best call. And it's worked for our business and it's worked for my relationships and my friendships in life as well. Anyone else wanna go? Yeah, I can go. Um, I, I think it's super similar to what Jake was saying about always being yourself. And I think with us, like it's about one, trying to affect as many people as possible in a positive way, but two, just trying to win an advocate a day. And what I mean by that is just being open to having conversations and explaining and taking in the feedback and like iterating, reiterating what you're doing to try and get them to believe in what you're doing. And if we can win one believer every single day on like the mission that we're trying to accomplish of making America healthier, um, that's just something that gets us out of bed every single day. And I'm, I'm proud of like kind of what we've done so far. I mean, my, my cousin's my co-founder, so that's also like super fun. Um, but just being able to hang with family and win advocates every day is really something that just gets us going. I think also something that I notice is whether you're a creator or a business owner, it just takes one person that if you can affect one person, the spiral effect of that one person, like you can, you'll never know like what kind of change you can make in that one person's life that then goes and tells that, that their friend or their family and then it just continues the spiral effect. Um, so I think that's just something so important that not to worry about attracting millions right away or, you know, go for that one person because that one person is what's going to make the difference. I love that. Every, a lot of people have told me that because when you do these events, I don't know what it is, but you just want, you have these crazy high expectations too, and you can get so caught up with like, no, I don't, as an entrepreneur, nothing's good enough. Like that, 
mentality for myself has served, but it's also been something where you don't appreciate the journey and the ride. But you literally said that when you walked in, you're like, if you impact well, one person comes here tonight and builds a relationship that serves them, then this is all worth it. Like all this, like all of our, everyone's time, it's worth it. I love the one person. So it hits. Anyone else have anything? I think it's really important during the journey of business. I've been doing this for 10 years now, but only the vitamins for five. It's really easy for the passion or the passion to, to get lost. Um, you know, recently I've realized that I actually lost that. Like I got so caught up in the admin and the building and managing a team that I lost what I love to do, which is product development and being in touch with my customers. And it's just really important to constantly remind yourself to keep your eyes focused on what you love and what you do best. It's very, people will, it will eat you up. Building a business will eat you up alive, literally. So it's really important because it's that, that it's, that is your, the, the thing that, that's the shining star, what you're good at and what you keep focused on. Um, is, it's just important to keep focusing on that. And I also want to say with mental health, I'm sorry, I have to reassure everyone because I'm in the wellness space that anxiety and sleep and stress are literally the number one biggest concerns right now, that it, we receive enormous amounts of customer service messages. And I've been at events with hundreds and hundreds of talented, successful people, and literally the three biggest concerns right now are stress, anxiety, sleep, and mood. So just wanted to reassure everyone, just in case anyone's feeling alone with that, it's, it's, we've never seen any, the numbers like this. Um, but I wasn't being very articulate before, but being to any entrepreneurs out there, just stay connected to what you love and what you do best um, whilst building a business. I think, uh, I mean, there's so many things at this point in my career that I, I, I really do believe fill my cup. I think one of the most important ones, or two of the most important ones, one is I feel so comfortable asking for help today. And I spent years of my life not being able to ask for help at all in so many other, in so many areas. And I do believe that the key, the key to success, or let me say the key to happiness is getting comfortable asking for help because then you're never alone, right? Like if you feel comfortable, I ask for help all day long, nonstop, shameless. I'm, I don't, I like, I, I'm, I, I want as much help as I can get. And the, the thing that I think fills my cup the most is when people ask me for help because it, it makes me feel empowered. And I can only imagine, like, if, I'm, if it makes me feel good to be of service, I'm, I'm also empowering other people by asking for help from them. And so it's kind of like this really interesting cyclical thing that if you think about it that way and take your ego out of the situation... We're, we're, all, we're all winging it, man. Like, that's just the truth. There's every single day is different. Every, every opportunity is different. Every situation is different. No one knows how to do everything right every time. You might have experience and you might stand at the free throw and throw 10,000 things, but when nine people are coming in your face, like, you're not standing alone throwing the free throw. You're winging it. You're like, oh, shit, I got to like figure this out. And so I'm winging it all the time. And that's what I share in my social and in, in the platforms that like, hey, I'm no like 
I'm, I'm out here doing, I'm, I'm taking risks as, as often and, 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 and I'm asking for as much help as possible. So like go buy, you know, help me buy some, buy some fucking oatmeal. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what I'm, that's it. That's it. Like I, I want to ask for help. And I think that kind of, that level of honesty and that level of vulnerability and authenticity coming from, you know, people that I've aspired to, that I've looked up to has, has, has rubbed off on me. And I believe that now being of service to others is, is really one of, the, one of the greatest components of my, of my, um, my life. I love that. I love that. So we're going to kick it off with Q&A, but part of, you know, having a live podcast, we have some amazing brand partners that make this podcast flow and be the abundant reality that it is. And one of our partners is actually here tonight and they are the route team. So shout out, I'm gonna introduce all of you guys, so get ready. But for those of you who do not know route, I, I just have my notes because I don't wanna mess up anything with this, with this brand. So route is a free mobile app that helps you discover and experience the world's brands through a reimagined e-commerce network that connects and empowers both consumers and merchants. Their platform takes a holistic approach to online shopping from delivery to discovery, while the B2B side of their business offers a suite of features to their merchants, providing them with the tools to enhance their post-purchase experience and offset their carbon of their online orders. So since launching in 2019, Route has built a network of over 20 million app users, and they have over 20,000 brand partners. They're incredible. I, I have the app on my phone because as a shopper, I like only online shop. I can track all my packages literally with the app and you guys can all download the app. If you don't already have it, it's free on the app store. And we have the whole team here tonight. Can you guys give us all a wave? We have Chelsea, the SVB, Courtney, Director of Marketing, Lindsay Shields, Community Manager, and Kennedy from Strategic Partnerships. And because this is a live event and we're here to connect, you guys should all go connect with them in real life. Make sure you hear all about what they're doing because they, they crush. They also host killer events. Well, in not only in LA, but in New York. So it's such an amazing brand and team behind it. And we're lucky to have them all here tonight. So on that note, I'm going to open up the floor to you guys. We're going to have live Q&A. So you guys can direct a question to anyone on the panel, everyone. Um, but I'm going to open up the floor to you guys. And we're going to have the mic go around so you will actually be in the podcast. Your voice, not mine. Anyone? Oh, Sylvana. And if I know your name, that's that's a good one, Sylvana. Hi, everybody. This is so amazing. Um, I'm an emotional intelligence coach, and I've uh, I've worked a lot on my. Like, I love the men sharing mental health and like this whole conversation. Isha, it's so beautiful. Um, I do think that. The younger generation, they do cold plunge and some bath and, you know, it's like, oh, I'm zen. But, like, I want to hear, like, the importance of really dig deep to, like, the darker side, to, like, really the programming that we are working on and understanding that we only have a choice in life when we're actually digging to that parts that are really uncomfortable. 
and maybe give some tips for someone that wanted to start that. It's like, it's scary to like really dig into like the inner, sh their shadows and the inner shadow work. Such a deep. <laughs> if you could, if you could afford a therapist, go to a therapist. Not even kidding. When, when I didn't believe in therapy before I started, I, I was in a fraternity. I was playing hockey. I thought it was too cool. Honestly, too happy for that. And I actually was the opposite, to be honest with you. And my partners forced me because we're family, we're sister, brother-in-law, and uh, it's tight relationships. They actually requested that in order for me to become the third partner, I must commit to once a week in therapy. And I said to them excuse me, I don't need that. And they said, well, you can't join. Here's the contract. And I signed the contract. I went into the first five sessions. It changed my life. And if you could afford it, I go, it gets me to my dark side. It gets it out of me, which is beautiful. And it really makes you see things differently if you buy into it, if you truly buy into it. And now I'm an advocate for it. So I definitely think that's one tool if you could afford it. And I wish the world can just make it free, to be honest, but we're not there yet. We, we actually have a saying at the company uh, that I would say my co-founder came up with, but it's called gold dipping. And it's about taking your problem, dipping it in gold, and be like, oh, it's really not that bad because like this happened and it's okay, like we'll fix it next time. And I think just not gold dipping kind of what you're going through and being open and, and realizing like, okay, maybe this is a problem and maybe I need to acknowledge it and maybe I need to work on it. And kind of just being very transparent with yourself uh, is a good first step. Yeah, I'd say like in our society nowadays, I feel like women are more open to talking about their feelings. Um, but it's it's kind of cool to hear you guys be like, yeah, I'm in therapy and it's great because I feel like a lot of men in our generation don't want to ever admit that. I feel like women are way more open to talking about it. Like I feel like all my friends I know are talk about their therapists like every day. Um, so I think it's it's really important for for. I think men to to be open and talking about that, but I think it is hard. I feel like life is hard, and people are always nervous to admit that and nervous to to talk about it. So I think having the support system and being more open to, like you said, like realizing, okay, this is something I need to work on, and never stop working on yourself, no matter how good life is. I think we should never stop working on ourselves. Incredible panel, Aisha. Thanks for putting it together. Um, you're working with your family. Your family is here front and center. Family is a huge part of my life. So for people who didn't grow up with family, with this pillar of support, or being able to go in with business on, you know, with family, what is a recommendation that any of y'all have for people to look for support within their community or within their friend groups? Because um, it's such a blessing to have family. So I think it's, it's awesome to see your folks front and center supporting you. You know, I think something that I've actually been talking a lot about with friends is stepping out of your comfort zone. It's so easy. Like, you could walk into this room, right? Not know anybody. Walk into the room and actually, like, stand in the corner and, and take out your phone and, like, pretend like you're doing something important. Or completely step out of your comfort zone and just start walking up to people and introducing yourself. You know what I'm saying? And, like create community. And I think that that is something that has been, it's like a lost art, you know? It's like a lost art. So I would, I would, I would 
challenge anybody who potentially is dealing with that or anybody who's looking for, you know, um, an avenue there. You know, you, you talk to 10 people, at least two of them are gonna wanna engage. And if the eight that don't wanna engage, if your mentality is like their loss, you've won 10 times, you know? Like, and, and that's sort of, I, I, I do believe that, that we're in an age of technology and it's so easy to hide. And human beings, like the, 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 like the crux, the core, the heart of happiness is connection. It's just, the, it's the heart. And, um, you know, and connection happens like when you touch things, you know, like connect, you know, like something is connect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that's actually connecting, you know? Um, and so I, I think that that would be potentially a really great way to just like, wow, break out, you know? Hello. Um, yes, amazing panel and podcast. Thank you guys for your time and energy and coming together to give all of your energy and words of wisdom to everyone, which is amazing. Um, I kind of want to piggyback on what Aisha, you mentioned about the importance of relationships. And I think that this is something that is so easily relatable to anybody, whether you're a founder of a business or just wanting to climb the ladder of success in life in whatever that field is, that success is at the base of your people skills and nurturing relationships. So I wanna ask each and every one of you if there's a unique go-to, how do you nurture a relationship that will lead to the success of your brand? I guess for me, it's like listening, really listening to people because it's when you're a founder and running a big business, it's very easy to react. There's a lot of frustration and hard moments. Um, and I've recently started listening more because there's a, there, without reacting, I think reaction, unfortunately, never solves what you wanted to solve. Um, rather than sit down, let's have a conversation and let me listen to you. Um, before getting defensive and really reactive. I think the world is really reactive at the moment. Um, I'm seeing that in, with my culture and the business, just in life. I think pe people after COVID are feeling like um, they're more reactive. So I think listening is really important. Listening is really important. I have no agenda. Like, I know it's hard, but like, if you go in with no agenda, then you're, you're pure in yourself. And Block out the noise. Like, if you'll feel good when you're present in that moment. You'll get the best out of it, and the person with you will also get the best. So it's a mutual win-win. It's not a W and an L. So do those two things, and I think you'll see some progress and more connectivity. Not physical as well, I guess. Yeah, I was going to double tap on that and say no expectations. You know, I think we can go into any relationship, right, with these like, oh, I want this from this person. I want this. Or you think something, we put these ideas from what we see on social of like how someone is or what they could do for you. But I think when we approach it with no expectation and we're so full as we are, you'd be surprised like what you get out of it. And I think when you come from, you know, when you like meet someone and you could just tell they want to suck the life out of you, it's like not an attractive energy. So I think being such a full abundant cup and going at things with no expectations always leads to so much more. 
And then you're ignited, too, because you, you're not expecting anything from anyone. And you, you always get stuff back. Oh, we have a question over there. And yeah, say your name and yeah, who you are so people know after. Hi guys, I'm Sam. Um, I guess social just being just a huge marketing tool and way to connect. Um, and I, we already kind of talked about it, like the pressures of being on social. Do you guys kind of like set time limits on your phone or certain parts of the day that you won't go on it? Or is it kind of day by day, just how you feel? Or do you try to like kind of create a structure around that so you're not like tied to your phone or always looking at your screen? I think for me, it's something I'm definitely working on of not being on my phone as much. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard, especially when it's your entire life. Um, it's almost like it's not an addiction, but it almost is because it's like it's your friends on there, your family's on there, your business is on there. So it's like your entire life and being is on your phone, basically. Um, and it's really hard to disconnect. So that is something I'm absolutely working on of learning, okay, I need to put it down because, because I do all my, I do all my social media myself. No one has access to it. I do all of my, my mom's my manager. Just talking about family. My mom is my manager and, and stuff like that. So it's just a lot at all times. So it's definitely something I'm working on. And if any of you guys have any tips for that, feel free to share because I think everyone in this room probably could benefit from that because I think, I, again, I don't know what everyone else does here, of course, but I'm sure we're all on our phones probably too much. So if you guys have any I'm tips for that. I'm really strict on this, I have to tell you. Okay, please. So I switch my phone off every single night at 8.30 p.m. and I delete every single social media app. And I'm not allowed to download it until 8 a.m. the next morning or until after my morning routine. You delete it every day? I delete uh, delete Instagram 8.30 p.m. Tonight might be like slightly later, but by 8.30 p.m. every single night. I actually delete the apps. So my emails, Instagram, Facebook, and I've been doing it for probably four years now. What it does, so I have to be an annoying nutritionist and explain to you the importance of your taking care of your brain. So what we don't know yet, the stats on constantly scrolling. We know now intrusive thoughts, anxiety, obsessional behaviors, depression, these are things that are just rising and rising and rising. And I just have an intuitive feeling. There's just no doubt that the constant scrolling and comparing, but scrolling physically affects your neurotransmitters, your serotonin, your dopamine, and of course your melatonin. We know that the blue light literally affects the pineal gland that creates melatonin. So not only does it help you to sleep better by being off your phone, which is probably the most important thing you can do for your health, because when you have a restorative, deep sleep, you literally can wake up the next morning and do what you have to do and live a wholesome, good life, get your work done. Um, so being strict on social media is the best thing you can ever do in this day and age. It's something we have to start teaching our children because it sounds so annoying and so strict, but it has changed my life. Like I could not even imagine scrolling at 10 p.m. And I also think waking up and scrolling, you want to start your day on a wholesome, peaceful, positive note. Do you think starting your day by scrolling on Instagram and Facebook is going to do good for your mental health? And as I said earlier, anxiety, depression, insomnia, the three biggest concerns right now. And there's no doubt our phones are impacting that. So if I can just please beg you to try my rule just for one day or one week, and you will really not believe the impact it has on your actual brain. Yeah, mine, mine would be um, just to not take it too seriously. Um, I think 
I went through like a very unique experience where one night just like a thousand followers on Instagram to 24 hours later, I was the top trending banner on Twitter and all of this shit was going insane. Like it was actually nuts. And I would like read all the comments and they'd be like, this guy's a psycho or he's five, nine and like definitely six foot Jake. So don't make fun of me. Um, and like, it really like messed with my head a lot. And like my fiance went through the same experience and, and people can be so mean, like similar to what you were saying about the trolls. And it's just like, okay, put the phone down. It's, it's not that serious at the end of the day. Like this person doesn't know me. I don't know them. And so I'm just not going to take it personally and just kind of like log off. I mean, I wish I could delete the apps. I'm not there yet, but, um, you could turn your phone into black and white. So that's another thing if you didn't know that, but. One thing that I've done, uh, which I think has been really helpful is and I heard this, and I didn't make this up. Um, use it, don't consume it. And you know, it's like it's called social media, right? It's 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 actually it's actually a place where, I mean, I think it was ultimately created for people to to like socialize. And when you're like doing this, you're just not using it for what it was purposely put on the planet for. You're just allowing it to consume your life. And so I like to say, like, use it, don't consume it. So I actually, like, spend an hour a day between 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock, typically, and I, like, connect with people on social media, actually. Like, I actually, like, open up the platform. I look up a couple of other, like, people that I follow. I go into their followers, and I, like, fucking DM people. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? My name is Mike John. I'm just trying to build community. <laughs> and people are like weirdo. And I'm like, uh, actually, like, I'm trying to use this thing for what it was, was designed for. And, um, and so I like to just say, use it, don't consume it. And if I don't, if I really, really, really do not consume it and I use it, I'm not nearly as interested in spending hours on the thing. Cause, uh, cause I'm not like feeding that dopamine, like, you know, like IV is ultimately what it is. It's like a drug. And so if you're, not, if you're not opening it up to like do that and you actually have purpose behind it and intention, it could be a different experience for you, you know? And also if I didn't have to do it for my work, for like my personal brand and for my business, the truth is, is that I, I don't know if I would have social media. Cause it is, it is really, it's really, really, it's, it's, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> like what it's done to a lot of people, you know? But, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a necessary evil, specifically for, like, everybody up here, you know? But I think based off of that, too, like, social media can be a scary place, but it also can be such an amazing place, too, right? It's, like, what we make of it. So it's about the people you follow on there. Like, if you're following someone that's triggering you or causing harm to you, like try to unfollow, right? And follow more people that are going to inspire you. Um, and, and you kind of said about messaging people. I'm like a firm believer in DMing people. A lot of my collaborations, a lot of the brands I've worked with have been from me DMing them first and having like zero ego whatsoever and just being like, hi, I'm obsessed with you. I want to work with you, <laughs> like literally. Um, or, or people reaching out to me. So again, yes, it could be a scary, dark, crazy place, but it also can be so incredible and positive. And like I said, it could take one person to come across your content and be inspired and then you're changing that person's life right so yes it's scary but it also can be so awesome yeah mm -hmm.
so much about that. Boundaries are so important. Um, but on that note, we are going to conclude the live Q&A and the podcast, but we have a lot coming tonight. We're going to have food come out again. You guys can grab drinks. I would love for you guys to, they would probably love it too, take all the products, like consume it all, connect with each other, uh, and really just enjoy the night because you made it here. Not everyone in LA is like to go anywhere. It's like traffic. So I truly want everyone to enjoy the night and also just enjoy the beautiful venue, Spring Place. They have co-working during the day. They also have just like this beautiful restaurant and great food. So eat, drink, be happy and connect with each other. And thank you all for coming. Hey. Good job, team. Yeah, you guys are the best. Good job.